0: Welcome to Cyclone, a weekly podcast that dives into psychological concepts through a thrilling narrative that will keep you on the edge of your seats. Series 1, Yellow Jacket. Episode 3, Beginnings, Endings and Changes.
1: Yo, is that, is this how you park the car? Come on.
0: That's how I park the car. I know how to drive
1: and you don't. So please. Come on, any idiot on the road passing by no. This is not how you park the car.
0: Well, you're talking about idiots. They obviously don't know how to park the car. And why do you have to be such a perfectionist? Like it's, it's inside the boundaries. That's all that matters.
1: You know what? Never mind. Just never mind.
0: Never mind. That's all that you have to say now that you've started a fight. End it. Come on. Tell me more. Tell me more.
1: What? What do I tell, lady? If you want, go ask JD, He might
0: have a hundred. Don't, don't bring him into all this. You don't even spend time with him and you're just with Paul all the time. Don't even talk about him. I mean, don't even bring him into this fight.
1: I'm with Paul for work. We both are working on something bigger than us, bigger than this entire world. It just will change and revolutionize the world. Can't you see it? There are so many people dependent on it. So,
0: so we don't matter? That's what you're saying? So you we do don't
1: matter. I do spend time, but yes, I'm not like that for before. But give me some time. I'm trying. I'm trying my level best here. Why How much
0: time? That? How much time? JD will just grow old, <laughs> and then he'll never even be with like he does. He won't even remember his father. Is that what he wants?
1: Believe me. I'll just stop that. Let's first go to the cars. it's already late. We'll talk about this at some other time.
0: Fine, but we are talking about this.
1: Uh, hi, Stephen. Uh, I'm MD and this is my wife, Millie. We are a mutual friends, uh, a friend of Ajit. Uh, did he tell you about me? He he asked us to visit you.
2: Okay. Okay. Hi. Uh, okay. Tell me what, is, uh, what do you want to share?
1: Uh, so, I mean, you uh, you have an expertise in this child developmental area. So we thought we will ask you some few questions. You know, we have a situation where our son, JD, so he throws a lot of tantrums and he's always wanting to be carried. And he's a bit socially awkward. He's a very smart one, a very smart child. You know, he's very gifted. You know, he's able to do complex problems and solutions. But I feel like in the social awkward situation, he's a bit off and he's always acting, you know, very uh, restricted and rigid. So, I thought we could, you know, clear up some questions before we could, you know, get to the, uh, get to counseling or whatever the help is needed for him or how do we figure out this other question. So we had a few basic questions we thought we could ask you informally if you could help us out.
2: Okay. So we can do that. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, uh, so since I've told you the situation, I was wondering, what do you think would be the
2: problem is like,
1: where does this all stem from?
2: Okay. So, uh, Considering the context uh, of you're indicating the child is throwing a lot of tantrums and socially awkward, but you're also saying that uh, the child is very smart and also gifted. Now I assume there could be uh, some of the context we need to address. Uh, probably the first thing that we could always ask ourselves is, is my child exposed outside the family and uh, is the problem coming uh, Outside the family, that's very, very important. Maybe uh, someone has done to him or her. Uh, and some of the other things uh, we could always consider is, if not from outside, uh, can we think about whether the child has got exposed to any media or any other areas? Uh, maybe because the child may learn a lot of things from the media through phones or televisions, many things. Uh, maybe it need not to be that they would have learned intentionally Accidentally, they could also learn something. So that could be also something that could have affected them. And also, we also need to look into, then we have to look into ourselves, whether some of the things that happened between you and uh, Millie could possibly had an uh, influence or a kind of, these kinds of behaviors could have been part of it. Uh, Maybe uh, some of the times we could also think about some issues or illness that they're having, uh, which they are not able to express, that they are trying to express these ways or trying to, Get your attention. So considering these kinds of assumptions um, my understanding for all these four contexts could be a common one which the child could be affected through a lot of insecurity issues or fear issues um, which we need to really look into that matter because these kinds of behaviors are a clear indication that the child is going through an insecurity type of a uh, context or there is a kind of a fear that has been uh, present, but the child may not be able to tell you. So that's an expression that the child may be indicating. So you need to look into in you know, all these four contexts and identify where the problem is. Mm. So more of attachment style, you have to figure that out. So what yeah. kind
1: of parenting would be necessary?
2: So if you ask me the styles of parenting, that's a different thing, but. Generally, the kind of parenting would be always ideal is uh, sitting and talking with the children. Uh, Many times we think um, um, uh, the child wants to express. So many times the parents also do one common thing is they talk uh, rather than listen. So uh, the best parenting would I always suggest instead of styles, uh, these are the common pointers that I want you to think Uh, Have you spoken to the child for a long period of time or do you spend time with them? Um, When they come up with some situations, are you reacting uh, to that situation Um, or you're not reacting to the situation? So that's very, very important for us to understand. Uh, The problem here is many times we react and we blame the children. So that need not happen. And we need to understand uh, their problem in their perspective. It may be a problem not for us, but it's a problem for them. So we need to understand the problem that and the type of issues that they go through. And uh, a kind of um, blame game, we should stop doing it because we cannot always hold the child responsible for anything and everything that they do because children are children. Uh, They still have to learn. And it's also important for us to think in terms of whether we could uh, stop it for future and build them up. These are the kind of parenting, uh, most of, I would suggest all the parents should do uh, to children, and I also quote that a parenting is an art, it's not that just comes, so uh, there's nobody teaches you, it's it's something that you need to constantly think and evolve over a period of time, so that kind of a parenting would be always necessary to make the child understand and get through uh, them out of these kinds of insecurity and fear.
1: Oh, yeah, I could I could see that because it's like you know anytime I and Mini want to do something, you know, we always think oh, that this is the right. So yeah, it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience. So yeah, we slowly you know learning things when it comes to this. So uh, see uh, hey Mini uh, do you have any questions? See uh, Mini is a kind of character who's very anxious. So you know you could see JD a little bit getting that, but yeah, yeah for- uh, Mini, do you have any questions?
0: Yeah, I always kept wondering if I'm like doing the right thing when I'm uh, dealing with JD. So, is there any like signs that you can actually say this is bad parenting? Okay,
2: so maybe uh, I would say, from my experience and my understanding, I find these five are uh, very, very important signs to notice when you uh, want to recognize or we want to understand whether I'm doing it right. Um, number one is. Um, You cannot over-involve or under-involve. So there should be a balance. And uh, the common pattern that we see um, in the current generation of parenting is over-involving. There is a concept called helicopter parenting where you don't let the child to live on the earth. You just keep them always in the air. So a kind of a parenting uh, who uh, keeps them above the earth and not allowing them to uh, encounter the reality And those types, and every time they encounter, the parents is always behind them and uh, they are trying to protect them. Uh, All these things is is also a kind of bad parenting. And not involving is also another type of parenting. Like you find it in uh, many uh, strata, you'll find uh, we cannot bring in uh, any economical status here because uh, that does happen in any uh, types of uh, economical status. They have no time for children, so that can, and underinvolved parents can also be a condition. So this is the first symptom that I want to indicate. So are you overinvolved or are you underinvolved? The second uh, aspect that I am really wor- worried about is: is there any discipline involved? Are you going to give uh, a, a more discipline or little discipline? There should be a balance. Many times it's going to be more discipline or l- there is no discipline. So when parents define boundaries and consequences and that really helps them to grow very well and that's one of the signs are you uh, clearly making any boundaries and consequences for them uh, is there in a curfew time uh, for children at home uh, a, a curfew time means uh, uh, it should be appropriate it should not be inappropriate that's very very important and again uh, when you discipline are you following what method that you are uh, doing are you following a rigid model are you trying to be trying to make the child more uh, anxious or rebellious so your discipline pattern should be always put in the right form uh, there are many types of disciplines that we can talk about but uh, discipline has to be ensuring that it is bringing them into a right framework uh, the fourth important sign that you need to always see is uh, are you taking away your affection and attention now uh, this can possibly happen uh, in multiple times like um, the withdrawing affection and attention the child can have it in many times. For example, you have a second child. So that is a time maybe uh, they start feeling it. And the moment the child starts feeling that uh, when I do these, these things, my mother will love me. So there should be a, a concept of unconditional love should be there. Uh, even you make mistakes. Yes, I am going to make you discipline, But however, I'm going to love you unconditionally. So that kind of a uh, picture that you can possibly give. So that uh, only condition works. That's not very important. And the fifth important signs that we need to notice is, are we shaming the children? So because it's better not to scold them in front of the public, in front of the neighbors or anybody else, it's always good to scold them privately. So if that can be possibly addressed, they may start developing uh, kind of issues when it is continually shamed. They would uh, look into or they may get into fear of failure. All these things could possibly come. So these are something that five, I feel if you're doing, uh, then probably it's a bad parenting. Uh, if you're cautious about all these things, then probably they, anyone could be a good parenting. And I think in my context, these are the five important things we need to consider.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, you know, every time we try to say no, it's actually very hard for us because the child starts acting out or, you know, he doesn't like it when we do it. So I was wondering, the thing is the usual way to do it or, you know, will also be if the kid acts out, you know, they, the uh, usual opinion is to say, punish them or give punishment. So what what is your take
2: on it? What is your uh, take on punishment? On okay. Someone? So there is a kind of a methods. There is a kind of a process that is involved. So when we trying to inflict pain or a kind of a loss or penalty or whatever it is, you have to do it in the process. Okay. So, for example, I see parents, they want to give a back to the child and they randomly beat, that's not acceptable. Maybe you find the spaces where it is less harmful. So, and you also know how much you could do. And uh, I think there is a limit for it. When you uh, give them more, then that affects them. So you need to always know how much the child can take. So that's very important. There is a procedure. So every parent should, I am not a person, uh, maybe there's a lot of, uh, movements that goes against punish uh, don't punish children there is no corporal punishment but it's always good to uh, give them uh, a little bit of punishment not publicly but privately and make them realize certain things but on what procedural you are doing.
1: You know like a lot of things the development also matters. So I was wondering what would be the intervention for cognitive development
2: Okay, so that's a good question because uh, many times we think uh, intervention as a, a model given by somebody else, or it's a, a, maybe a specialist needs to come and do. For your children, you are the specialist. You cannot bring in somebody external unless there is something chaotic, and that chaotic cannot be also removed unless there is no support from you, uh, from you, your, from the parents. I think uh, in your case, it's you. Um, how do we? do this. Basically, it's important. So first we need to understand what is cognitive development is very, very important. So it's all about how they think, explore and figure out things. So are we helping them? An expert can be there for some point of time. Teachers can be there for some point of time, but parents are the ones who is going to be there with them and they make them think, they allow them to, they help them in exploring things and they make them figure out a lot of things. So, parents' role is so important. You are the one who would make them understand the world around them. Environment is new when they are born uh, from the mother. Mother teaches a lot of things about the world. And they start understanding the people. And they also start understanding the living and non-living things that is around the world. And I've seen a lot of children go and talk to plants and they're trying to interact with dogs and I do see a lot of things like that. But what are they trying to understand? Are they communicating? Are they not communicating? But there is a conversation that is happening. So they're trying to tell the world that this is what I am. So uh, this is how I think. This is how I want to know. Many times parents when we start listening, we can possibly understand. And also the most important thing is to answer all their why questions many times it's very difficult for us to answer all their why questions but we need to try and answer them and if you don't know the answer you agree that i don't know i'll find out and let you know and you also have to remember and ensure that you answer them that why question so uh, many why questions are answered by you and all the questions will come to you they won't go to an outer person or any other person uh, to seek answers uh, and a lot of trust would possibly develop here. So I think that's where it is important for us to work on these lines so that their cognitive development could be much better and that can be developed in a way that you intend to happen.
0: And also, I would like to ask, you know, as uh, parents, they'll be a unit. So what kind of like behavior as a couple, it would affect the child? Maybe like not sometimes couples fight and, you know, sometimes throwing it in front of the children affects them. So how how, how would you turn that up? How would those
2: behaviors affect them? Okay. See, uh, parental problem, uh, parental behavior is very important for us to address it. Um, any uh, issues with uh, the couples or any uh, parents, what happens is, the more we start uh, suffering, the more we start expressing it in front of the children, what generally happens is this child starts understanding or they start associating. The first thing is there is some problem between the father and the mother. The first thing that the child is always going to ask, am I the reason? At the moment the child starts feeling that I am the reason for the problem, because the children doesn't understand. Uh, the father and the mother is fighting for something else. But the child won't think that is it is between them. and But the child always tries to associate. It is because of me. And most of the time the parents do one thing is when that anger they say when the child tries to ask the parents just you keep shut up. You, be, you may be the reason or maybe you are the problem or your mom is the problem. So what happens is when you even say you are the problem then the child will take it own it up. And it will start feeling uh, fearful, emotional issues could possibly bring in. Or maybe you say mom is a problem. The child also starts developing and associating that mom has some problem or dad has some problem. So blaming or associating could be possible two things that the child starts inheriting.
0: But sometimes not all relationships work out and they have to go through their divorce. And how does that process affect the child?
2: Many times um, in the in the uh, traditional way of looking at it, some relationship exists only because they have children and husband and wife doesn't have any context. So that itself sometimes helps the children to develop. Of course, the marital relationship and both of them are suffering, but children actually don't suffer much. But in the case when they are separated, what happens is the children will definitely suffer. So Many times divorce may lead into experience poverty. And I think single parenting that would possibly affect the children, especially mostly the women uh, folks get affected because the custody comes to the mother and they have to be the breadwinner now. So the cost part, everything that affects it, doesn't mean that uh, the provider was giving up, that's not the case here, but now everything has to be handled by the women. So certain bit of poverty that comes in and uh, sometimes they are not able to educate them. Then uh, the new relationship that comes in, maybe that could possibly affect them. Uh, Maybe um, all these things could possibly bring in a lot of emotional problems. But other, apart from that, there can be poor performance in academics because children are trying to understand the dynamics now. So that would certainly affect their uh, academical performances. And they also lose interest in social activities because there is always a taboo and stigma that comes in because uh, the way the children are treated, they become more insecure. And uh, whether, am I part of the right type of a family system because uh, my all friends are with father and mother and I am only with my mother or father. Uh, Am I eligible to be part of the social activity? So these kinds of doubts that comes in. So they lose interest in social activity. There can be a destructive behavior. And there can be health issues because this child goes through stress uh, at the early stages. So there could be a lot of stress issues and that could also affect their sleep and well-being and uh, that could possibly affect their health. And again, the last part would be they lose faith in marriage and family unit. And that's the majority of the population has. And I think... Uh, The modern, uh, even the uh, laws of family system, the value of family system is itself losing because there is a, none of them have proven that to them that marriage is beautiful. So that's also something that we need to understand. And I personally believe that uh, divorce will always have an effect on child, Uh, but um, we have to always be concerned about how much it affects. But the more we are cautious on that, I think we can possibly prevent it. So that's where we need to be careful when we make such decisions uh, in a relationship.
1: Oh, uh, okay. That's actually a lot of information to process. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this has given so much ideas to us. We have be a bit awkward, but yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, thank you for spending your time with us and, you know, this has uh, helped us understand a lot of stuff.
2: All right. Okay. Thank you so much. There's so definitely
0: a lot that we can focus on.
3: Thank you. Uh,
2: thank you.
1: About divorce?
0: The just the question just came out. There was like a lot of things going on. We kept constantly having fights. It just came out.
1: Hey, hey, listen here. It was just a rough patch, don't you think? I know I've been, I know I've been stuck at work, and you know I've been a little bit distant. But I'm torn apart, really. I just don't know what to do. Uh, just give me some time. I, I'll figure it out. Just trust me. I'll figure it out this time. Okay, just a little bit time.
0: I mean, I mean, really, is this really how it's gonna be? Like, I don't want to end up hurting you or J.D. in the long run. I mean, that's why I was, like, thinking about, like, cutting it short or ending it right here. Maybe that's, like, the good for both of us, you know?
1: Hey, you leaving me is gonna be the most hurtful, don't you think? And it's, imagine what will, happened to JD. He wants us to be together. He's always seen us to be together. Even though we fight at the end of the day, we both love each other, don't you think?
3: Oh, Muffin.
0: I don't know. but I feel so guilty about thinking about all this. I'm so sorry.
1: Just don't worry. It's all gonna be alright. We'll definitely work it out, just like we always do. Here, when you would know what to
2: do with you. Yo, MD, you got powers, dude. Can you feel the future?
1: No, no, I just zoned out. Can you, like, relax for some time? I just was thinking of something in the past.
2: Both males and past, huh? You're really into black magic. This is not
1: black magic, it's something, you know, my mom used to give it to me every day. Just, just, just go check on JD right now.
2: Uh, I think he's calling, but yeah, sure.
3: Am I getting a call? Uh, Bella. Who's that? Hello?
0: Hey JD, it's me. How are you? Uh,
3: I'm- I'm good, thank you, but who-
0: Wow, really? You don't know who it is?
3: Uh, no, I really don't. Who are you?
0: Pouring glasses of water, but always forgetting to drink it.
3: Uh, I, um, am so confused.
0: Um, still no recollection, huh? Um, okay, listen, I know that we haven't spoken since the time of the accident, but I was wondering if you'd like to meet up tomorrow, for old time's sake?
3: Wait, you know about my accident? What more do you know about it? (sighs) Alright, fine, let's meet up. But where?
0: Um, I'll meet you at home tomorrow, maybe? 10am?
3: Alright, yeah, that works.
0: Bye! See you tomorrow, clumsy.
3: Come in.
2: Yo, JD, about uh, MD and your mom, how are you feeling?
3: Look, my head feels really heavy. I just, I just don't want to talk about it now. Can we leave it alone?
2: Sure, sure.
3: Who was that calling? Oh, it was just this um, Bella person. I don't know her, but she said she wants to meet me tomorrow. Apparently, she knows something that I don't.
2: Oh, Bella. Okay, okay. Well, uh, tomorrow's going to be an interesting day.
3: I'm really not liking the smile you have on your face, Paul. But yeah, it should be, hopefully.
2: Hey, I ain't saying nothing, but you have a lot of history, a lot of catching up to so, what time is she coming tomorrow?
3: Oh, she said she'll come tomorrow morning. So, um, what do you have for breakfast
2: tomorrow? Oh, you know, the usual oatmeals with eggs, oatmeals with a bit of chicken, barley cheese. Yeah, you know, same old, same oh old. Oh God.
3: No, 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 no. Oh my God. Why is it always oatmeal with you? It's always oatmeal this and oatmeal that. Well, I can't beat anything else for once. You oatmeal? do you literally not know how to make anything else. No, definitely not oatmeal. Make something else, please.
2: You know what? Just for Bella, I'm gonna make something special just for you two. Something which you two love the most.
3: Why do I feel like it's going to be oatmeal again? <laughs> Whatever you do, Paul. No oatmeal. Alright, alright. I'm respected for one and no oatmeal. Okay, thank you.
0: Millie's Audio Journal Monday, July 13th, 2009 A lot of things happened today. We actually fought. (laughs) But I think we took the right steps. We talked about some therapy, we talked about a lot of things that we had to. We consulted someone about JD, our son, our only hope. He's bright, he's wonderful, he's a lot of things, but a few things about him can be very concerning. I really hope he gets onto the right path and that we can do a good job guiding him. But yeah, someday. I want to be happy. I want us to not fight, but there'll be some day.
2: Brought to you by Cyclone. Each year oatmeal. Each year oatmeal. At every time, you better keep the butler happy, or death is near.